Hey guys, what's up? Jamie here. Welcome back for another podcast episode. And oh boy, am I really excited about my guest today. Uh, this is actually a returning guest. If you guys listen to the original Entrepreneur Junkie Movement podcast, which I haven't said that name in a while. That was my original first ever show. Uh, I was very lucky to have this guest come on the podcast then. And since then, there has been a whole world of change that's happened in her personal life, in her business. She actually has a brand new business that they recently started with her partner. And uh, I'm really, really excited to share and talk about some really variety of different topics today, because there's a whole bunch that we can get into. So what do we say we get into it? Everybody, please welcome Molly Jax. What's up, Molly? Welcome to the show. This is so fun. What a fun intro. I need like a like an applause button or something, just so like, I, I, I might have one yeah. actually, just like, oh, look at that. I should I should play that every time we go into it. Um, so Molly, yeah. welcome to the show. Super glad to have you back on. And uh, it's always a, a real fun time to chat with you and just catch up. Um, real quick, if I was to ask you, what was the biggest, um, craziest highlight of the last 12 months for you? What would you say has been the highlight of the last 12 months? The craziest highlight? Well, I'm... It's, it's crazy. I feel like the life that we take on as entrepreneurs, it's like 10 years can happen in a year. Um, I Great things. I'm in a happy relationship. I bought my dream house. Uh, this, the same day that I bought my dream house, though, I got a call that I was diagnosed with cancer and uh, shook my world as it would for anyone. And uh now we are about nine months later, and the last test result said no evidence of the cancer. My cancer markers in my blood are going way down, probably a few months away from them being gone. But I went from uh, being just completely shaken up, saw myself as a victim, how could this happen to me, to I'm going to take this by the horns. And I, I can't unknow what I know now. I've learned so much, and I feel stronger, healthier, happier than ever. Yeah, I'm. I'm first of all like so happy that you're much better. And uh, for me, there's there's some interesting personal stakes here because what led me to become an entrepreneur was the fact that my sister at 29 got cancer, and you know it pushed me to to leave and to change. And so there's a lot of what you share in your own story, which I kind of resonate with with a lot of those fears and challenges happening in my own family. Um, so you know, I'm I'm honestly really happy that you've been so open about it because you know just talking about it and showing people what's possible, especially out of conventional approaches, I think is super super important. So I wanna I wanna obviously honor you know that that process that you went through. What what do you felt like the biggest surprise you know in going through this healing journey? So when I was diagnosed, my doctor told me that I needed to have a hysterectomy. And, um, that was like the only thing I heard on the phone. I was like hysterectomy, but I'm 31 years old and took the rest of the day was just like, what did she just say? And, um, and she also told me that what I had was rare, like one in a hundred thousand women get this. They didn't see this coming. And just for my age, like didn't expect this, but you know, this is what we're going to do. And we'll get it done really quickly and make sure that it doesn't spread and become more aggressive. And I just, at first was like, okay all right, whatever you say, I just have to do this. And I was, I was of course shocked, but I was also in a lot of fear because of just what you think, what you believe about cancer and disease. And, um, 
And it took me a while, but I just started talking to more people and researching on my own. I was in Facebook groups and, uh, you know, looking past the first page of a Google search, talking to people like Chris Wark, who has an amazing book called Crispy Cancer, um, amazing YouTube channel too. And one of the things he said to me, luckily he's he's in, you know, the ClickFunnels space and the entrepreneur space. So he's a friend of ours and I got on a call with him and he said to me, if you are willing to change your lifestyle, you can heal this naturally. And at first I didn't, I didn't believe it. I was like, no, 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 no. That might've worked for you, but it won't work for me. Mine is rare. Mine is like, you know, you couldn't have predicted this. And so I, this won't work for me. Um, and he just kind of, of course, he, I'm sure he talks to people like that all the time uh, and just met me where I was at and was like, you have time. Just take your time. Think about it. And I'm so glad I did because then I told my doctor, you know what? No, I, the body can heal itself. Um, one of the things that I, the quotes I kept going back to was like, how does a hurricane form under the per perfect conditions? How does cancer form under the perfect conditions? So how does it heal also under the perfect conditions? And I just learned so much about how the body can create disease. So why couldn't it heal it? What would you say was the biggest factor of changing your lifestyle that you think, you know, helped you to heal and get out of this process? Because I know people talk about all sorts of crazy things from go vegan, go bone broth, like don't drink water for seven days, have a water fast. There's like so many of these like crazy things that happen. Like what, what do you feel was like the biggest thing that helped for you? And I tried all of those, <laughs> um, but, uh, and there's, there's so many things and it's, that's why I felt like, no, I can't change my lifestyle. That's crazy. And I did think that I was supposed to go vegan or, and there's so much different research. And I think really do your research, find what feels best for you. Um, but I, I, I first worked with a functional medicine doctor and at the beginning, there were so many people that were sending me messages and here's something and here's a resource and I'd be happy to help. And I was so inundated with information that it was hard for me to sift through what do I actually want to look into? Um, and luckily I, I got a message from like a, someone that I knew also in the, in our entrepreneurial space that was like, Hey, I'd love, I'd love to just do some of these you know, blood tests on you so that you can get more data, more information so that whatever decision you make, you have more data than just what the doctor may be telling you. Um, and she's a doctor too. So it's like, why wouldn't I just get these, right. this information? So we did all these blood tests, urine tests, hair tests. And what it did is it gave me a full body picture of what was happening in my body so that I can understand what caused the cancer, not just, Hey, let's take out body parts and then hope that it goes away. Like what conditions were present that caused it. And what I learned was I had a lot of heavy metals built up in my body. And when I say that to people, some people are shocked, like, Oh my gosh, how, but it's actually not so shocking when you start to discover what's in our environment, what's in our food, what's in our water, what's in our cleaning supplies, our hair, our shampoo, like everything. And so it was just this huge rabbit hole for me that I couldn't help but just keep digging into and realize what is in our environment. Like I was just drinking regular tap water, which anyone listening, like stop immediately, get a water filter. Like it doesn't even have to be anything expensive, but just the stuff that's in our tap water is not healthy. Um, there's a site you can go to ewg.org where you can put in your zip code and it'll show you what kind of chemicals are in the water. And it's like 921 times the amount that is healthy of arsenic is in our tap water. And legal does not mean safe. So even the things on our shelves that like, I'm from Canada, there's things that you guys have on your shelves in America that I do not have on my shelves in Canada. We have different rules. So anyway, it was 
the biggest thing was learning what's in my environment and what are the toxins that I am unknowingly putting in my body that's distracting my immune system. My immune system is going after these heavy metals instead of, you know, disease, cancer. That's wild. And it's so fascinating. And <clears throat> I wish I had just hours to talk to you about all this stuff, but um, I know I want to do another whole podcast. <laughs> I know, you know, I'm just like fascinated by this stuff because I've also been on a health journey and, and focusing on, you know, longevity yeah. and things like this. So I'm, I'm like, oh, my brain's like lighting up like Christmas day over here. But I also, you know, I, I think first of all, this is amazing. I'm so glad you've healed yourself. Like it's crazy to think about the transformation you've gone through. And then the other day I was sat um, actually in bed and I was about to um, like start my day and I got pulled into this YouTube video where you guys, um, Steve and yourself, obviously Steve Larson's your partner, were talking about the infamous slow clap from Alex Amosi uh, that brought you in to this realization. Do you want to just give like a one minute recap of that video, like of how that happened? Yes. Fun times. Um, so Alex and Layla Harmozy, incredible entrepreneurs. Like if you haven't heard of them, like go watch their YouTube channels. It will be the best time investment and energy investment you make all year is to just learn what they have to say. Um, they have made over a hundred million dollars in their companies and they're under like Layla just turned 30 this year. So incredible people to learn from and genuine, real down to earth, like tons of respect for them. Um, so they're friends of ours. We had gone on a, a little trip with them and they were like, Hey, you guys should like go into business together. You, you, we had separate businesses at this time. And if you go on a business together and you focus on one thing, it's going to, you guys will absolutely explode. And we're like, cool. Yeah, that sounds nice. Good idea. And then like three months later, we saw them again. They're like, Hey, how'd that go? Like, did you, what have you guys done with your business since? And we're like, Oh, um, yeah, nothing yet. Cause, um, and, you know, every excuse in the book, and Alex just slow clapped. Cool. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Uh, you know, all the best entrepreneurs climb two or three mountains at once. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Yeah, you'll get to it later. And uh, anything we said was just kind of combated with this hilarious. Uh, and of course, we were friends enough that like, it wasn't offensive. It was really encouraging. But also, you respect him so much that it's like, well, I don't want to go against what he said. One of the last things he said in the end of this conversation after he you know, helped us draw out this business plan. And, and we saw the light of like, wow, he's right. Of course he's right. He's made hundreds of million dollars. Um, uh, he was like, you know, this, this will really work for you, but you know what, why don't you guys not do anything and let's meet again in another six months and you can give me all the excuses for why you haven't done it. And that was like the nail in the coffin. And we're like, we have to, obviously we, we trust him, we respect him and Layla and we, we, of course, want to follow in their footsteps and learn as much as we can from them. So uh, the next morning, uh, Steve and I didn't actually go to the event that we were at. We stayed in the hotel room and we mapped it all out and made a plan to tell our teams and uh, spent the next two months shutting down our businesses and starting a brand new one. Like January 1st was the day that our brand new business started together. Yeah, I love it. I, I like that he also gave you these things that he knew was going to push you. Like he he made you feel like really uncomfortable then. And then he <laughs> raised the stakes. He was like, just so you know, like if you guys come back and you haven't done this, we're not, I'm not sure if we can be friends anymore. Like, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure he was deadly serious when he said that. He's like, I only work with, I'm only friends with really, you know, cool people doing cool shit. So you guys better do something cool. It was like, <gasps> okay, okay, we'll go out and do it then. So yeah, he didn't say in those words, but like, it was definitely, you felt that, that like, I don't want to spend, he, he is so smart and Layla, like the things that she was telling me to help me overcome some of my insecurities. I was like, gosh, I can't, I can't, how disrespectful would it be 
to have someone who is so, who has the experience, who knows exactly what, what to do for me to not listen to them. It just, I had to stop everything and, and listen, of course. So you said in the video that you guys in the first couple of months made more revenue than you had in your own business in the previous entire year, which by the way, congratulations. Yeah. It's very validating Thank to you. do something new and for that to happen. In the video, you hinted about doing things very different to the way that you did them before. You were like, you know, Alex and Layla, like they showed us some frameworks and some processes to put together our offers. And when we followed them, everything worked great. And I remember like watching the video and going, oh, what is it? Like this, this unanswered question. I was like, damn it. I wish I had an interview scheduled with somebody who was in this video next week. That would be great if I would be able to just ask those questions about it. So it's totally okay if you don't want to go into too much of the minutiae of it, but I'd love to kind of just get some of those answers that were lovingly teased, you know, in terms of, in terms of like the way you've built the offer, I know that you've only really got two offers now, you know, it's do it with us or we do it for you. What would you say is the most dramatic difference with this model compared to the previous models that you had? Yeah, the previous model, we had like the value ladder from inexpensive to very expensive and uh alex did this like napkin math which by the way he is a human calculator uh and he's like if all you did was sell one of these a week in you know 12 months you'd be making 20 million dollars a year it was like whoa so then why would you sell anything lower ticket than that why would you focus your attention on anything lower than that that first of all is going to cannibalize the offer it's going to split your attention and it's also going to bring in a different level of customer that, you know, we're not in the business of making just money. We're in the business of making a contribution and impact and getting results for people. So we want to work with like this level, like the champagne client level. Um, so yeah, because of that, we just, we focused on, this is one strategy that we sell in either done with you or done for you. And they're expensive. And like, that's the best ways to work with us. Cause that's the best results we get. But then we have different front ends that are continuing to sell that. So people that maybe if they can't afford the high level, that's fine. And it's not that we don't serve them. It's that here's all of our amazing free content or our front end offers that can help you to get to the level where then you're qualified and you're ready for this next level of service that we can provide. Yeah. So just to go into that a little bit deeper, you said that you still have some front end offers, but you really just have one core back end style offer. Is, is that what you're saying with the new model? Yeah. So what we sell is a done for you service and then a done with you system where we, instead of doing the service, we teach your team and install the service into your company that your team fulfills it. But then the front ends are like, you know, we have a webinar that will sell that. We have an event that will sell that. We have a challenge that will sell that. And those can be either free or low ticket things. But then the upsell, of course, is get on a call and here decide which one's the right fit for you. So then having multiple different front ends that leads to the same result it, the focus is just, it's direct on what we sell and we get the most impact with. Yeah. It, and it's interesting because it, it just feels a lot more unified. It's like, here's the one end goal that everything is building towards as opposed to, Hey, you, you know, you need all of these things in your business, the offer, this, that, you know, the selling thing, you know, so it's, it does sound a lot more focused, which is great. I can imagine like for people that do, this was my problem too, when I had like a 997 and then I had a 5,000 and then I had a 10,000 and then I wanted to make a 25,000 or then I had this service that was like 10,000 a month or whatever. People will often ask, what's the difference between this thing and this thing? 
And you're like, well, so much, but you know, different levels of access or whatever. And so now it's just, this is what you get. Like, this is how we serve you the best. And if you're not ready, then great. Here's all of our free content. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in terms of how you guys are, are structuring the product and the program now, I know that obviously the fulfillment and the delivery of it is going to be super high end, which is great, which is how you justify, you know, the higher price tag. What, what's been different in, you know, the things you're focusing on? Because you talked a lot in the video about enterprise value and it's like, in the past, you felt like the business didn't have a lot of enterprise value, which made it, you know, worth a lot less than what you'd thought. What, what are some of the key changes that you're making that, that make it more enterprising, if that's the question? Um, we definitely focus on the, the product itself, like what we deliver to our customers, that it is like it is stellar. It is high impact, high touch that all of our clients that work with us, they they, they you know, get the lovey-dovey, the, the warm and fuzzies. They feel good about every step from the onboarding to the fulfillment to and having every reason to, to resell and upsell. Um, but also that there's a team and a system that doesn't rely on Steve and Marley to fulfill. That just because we are the faces and the visionaries of the business, that people don't come into the business expecting to hear from just us every day. Like we have a team of experts around us that are even better at the fulfillment of things than we are. Like when clients come in and they need their YouTube scripts written, I, even though I know how to do it, I'm not the best at doing it. The copywriter who has worked for other incredible big names, large businesses is going to be the one to do that for you. And so we have these systems where people are focused on their roles so that they're the ones fulfilling them. And we get to be the visionaries that distills the culture into how that client is being served. Mm, interesting. And so in terms of enterprise value, you're really saying you guys are being removed from the delivery of the product more than anything in terms of the way that the product's being delivered. Is that right? And even the sales, like sure, in the webinar, in the challenge, we can be the ones selling it. But then it's an evergreen automated sales system that can even remove us from it. But then there's a phone sales team that can be um, supporting the clients, coaching them through, helping them make the right decision in which level to go for, or if it's the right time for them. But I know that the business that I was in prior to merging with, with Steven is I was always the one of like, okay, I have to do this and I have to get on a call or I have to go to a, a networking event. And it was like, if we were making money, it was because I was the one going out there and hustling for it, which is exhausting. (laughs) So I want to, because I know we're running short on time here. I want to take a little bit of what you've learned in this transformation of launching a new business and kind of give anybody that's listening a little bit of more of a roadmap. And so a lot of people that are listening to the show, they're typically entrepreneurs who are doing maybe 30 or $50,000 a month, sometimes up to like a hundred thousand dollars a month. And obviously what you guys are on track to, you know, blow past is, is a company that does more, you know, eight figures plus, hopefully with a lot more value than that, right? When you want to sell it, woo, which is exciting. Congratulations, by the way, very fun. If you looked at one of those businesses that was doing say 50K a month right now, and let's just take a typical coaching business example, you know, they sell a coaching product, it's probably high ticket, six to 10K, something like that. What changes would you say is important for them to focus on if they were to follow in the footsteps of what you just did for yourself? I think that where where I was really stuck before was, so there's five core functions of a business. I learned this from Alex Sharfin. Um, there is... Um, lead gen? No, let me get them all. Nurture. Lead gen, uh, lead nurture. Conversion. Lead conversion. 
uh, fulfillment, retention, and upsell. Did you know those? I have it written <laughs> on my you. wall. I love Alex Schaffin. So yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, so when you have those five core functions, they all need to, you know, be even, but let's say your lead gen, you have a ton of leads. Well, now the lead nurturing needs to come up and it's like, they're always going to be fluctuating. Mm -hmm. So actually at the beginning of 2022, we did a web, we did one webinar and it went crazy and we got a lot of sales. So we had a lot of lead conversion. So then we needed to slow down the lead generation so that we could speed up the fulfillment. And so having just having that awareness that there are going to be times where things are going to break. And that's a good thing. Like Alex Sharpen also says, if, if all goes well, your business is always broken. If all goes well, it always will be. Because if you're growing, you're also needing to you know, catch up and fix and tweak and optimize. So that's, that's a good thing. Um, so what we found is like, we needed to really focus hard on the fulfillment. So we completely turned off sales for a while and we went all in on fulfillment. Well, now we have fulfillment. Then we went all in on lead generation again. And then it was like, lead generation is great, but we want to turn it up. So we got to get the lead nurture and the lead conversion up. And then so, but then also in a way that removes us from it. So it's like, what's the next step? What's the next boss we can be? How can we remove ourselves from it? How can we uh, amplify it? How do we, is it put more ad spend into it? Is it have more phone salespeople? Um, And just always trying to see where is, where's the issue? We actually have a a value in our company that issues are good. We have an issues list that we have everyone on our team keep adding to over the week. Even if it's something like, I can't find the password for this, or this customer gave us this piece of feedback. Like we want to know it so that we can see where do we need to fix something in those five core functions. I love it. Um, This is super valuable. Molly, my, my final question just before we finish is, I know you said at the beginning that you were looking for the champagne clients. And so you said that, you know, you and Steve didn't turn up to the event. You just kind of created the offer after being prompted by Alex. Were there any rules that you guys were looking at when creating that offer on that sort of first day, when you, when you put it all together, where you were like, it has to be this, it has to be that. What, what sort of rules were you looking at when creating the offer in terms of making sure it fit the, the plan that you wanted to put together? Interesting that you say rules, because I, I had been running a YouTube agency since 2016, but now it's just it's been so elevated, especially with Steve's skills and his expertise that he brought to the table. But I actually, before this was trying to get out of my YouTube agency, I was shutting things down. And the reason why was because I struggled in feeling like I was the business, like everyone wants to talk to Marley. And so I was like, I can't be stretched thin. Or if I get a message, I feel like something's on fire. Even if it's not just felt that impulsive, like I have to be available for people. Um, So I wanted to create a business where we could have other <laughs> other communication as cadences in there or other people that could support with it so that it wasn't just on me. The other thing is I have a very specific, one of the reasons why I love video and why I started in YouTube when I started my business was because I, I love movies, I love television, I love filmmaking. And so I often have a vision, a creative vision that I have a hard time explaining. And that's another reason why I wanted to get out of it was because sometimes I would be editing a video or reviewing my editor's work and had a hard time like saying the vision I have in my head and getting it out loud. And I would just get so frustrated and be like, I can't do this. Steven is so amazing with processes. So having him work with me to be able to actually see, oh, this isn't, it's not that I'm broken. It's actually a superpower. And here's how how I can communicate it. Um, Steve also 
works so well when he has just like cave time, like put him in a cave, give him total white space time, only give him like spaces where he can, where he can communicate with people. Because when he goes deep, he explains it like when you're in flow, it's like being in a dream. And then when you wake up, you like, it's hard to get back into that dream. And so we wanted to create the business that would allow us to work in those superpowers that in our previous business, we had a hard time communicating that that's what we were good at or feeling like my creative vision isn't weird and his need for cave time is actually a superpower. So we, we created that from the beginning to also have a team around us and create the culture around us that allows us to be the visionaries working in that superpower and also allows that vision to flow down to our clients so that they feel like they're getting that high touch, high impact service that we want them to have. Amazing. Amazing. I love it. Um, Molly, I'm super excited to see where you go with this guys, YouTube lead machine, pay attention. Molly, if people want to go find out more information about this, follow you guys, where's the best place to send them? Uh, so our site is VIPleadmachine.com. Uh, also check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Marley Jacks. I'm going to be making some videos sharing like behind the scenes of how we work with clients and what we do. And I also just share a lot of the stories of, you know, being an entrepreneur and some of the health stuff that I was dealing with and behind the scenes of, of the business. So that'd be a fun place to follow too, or Instagram as well. I love it. Molly, thank you so much for the interview. For guys listening at home, what did you like about this episode? Hit me up on Instagram at Jamie Atkinson. Let me know your favorite takeaways. And if you enjoyed it, don't forget to subscribe. We'll see you on the next episode.